You are now listening to the Nicole Gonzalez podcast with me, your host, Nicole Gonzalez. For more information, you can find me at NicoleGonzalezWrites.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Nicole Gonzalez. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you never miss another podcast episode. If you're out there and you love the podcast, also please give it a rating and review however you listen to the show. The more positive reviews that we get, the more the platform shows us to people who have never heard of it, which allows our podcast to grow. So if you would do that, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And the more people that get to see this show, the more lives we can change. So I would really love it if you went in and gave us a rating and review. Okay. So today I'm going to be talking all about discipline. And I know discipline is not a hot topic. It is not a sexy topic. It's not a sexy word. I feel like people usually cringe when they hear the word discipline because most of us have a negative connotation when we hear the word discipline. We think of discipline as a consequence for doing something bad. Maybe when you were a child, your parents disciplined you for doing something, maybe sneaking out of the house, doing something you shouldn't have been doing. Or maybe you have a kid who hits their sibling and then we end up disciplining them. Or maybe you have a dog that like goes to the bathroom on the carpet or something along those lines and we discipline them in that moment as well. But discipline is not meant to be a bad thing. If you actually think about the idea of discipline and the definition of it, it's pretty simple. So what is discipline? What is that definition? Well, if you were to look it up, the definition is taking action even when you don't feel like it. So it's accepting the fact that you might not want to do the hard thing, but leaning into it anyway and doing that thing. So you need discipline for the challenging things, the hard things, the things that we don't naturally want to do. But we don't need discipline for the easy things in our lives. Just think about it. We don't need discipline to go to Rita's and eat some ice cream because I literally just did that with my kids. I don't need discipline to go eat ice cream. However, I do need discipline to get up early and exercise to burn off the ice cream that I ate. So it's following the mind and doing the hard things that we don't want to do. That is what we need discipline for. So today's episode is going to be really important, even if discipline doesn't come off as a sexy topic to you. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you five ways to be more disciplined today, and we're going to dive into them right now. So number one, I want you to focus on the opportunity and not the obligation. So I actually heard somebody else say this before, and I think it is such a brilliant idea because when we're focused on doing the obligation, the thing that we don't want to do, it's going to cause us more resistance. And naturally, we're going to push back and we're not going to want to do that thing. But if we focus on the opportunity in front of us, the opportunity that we get from that thing, then we're more inclined to do it. So for example, I love working with my students at school. And I love seeing their successes at the end of the semester. I love watching them grow. However, I don't love putting together a curriculum for them. 
And another example, I love putting together this podcast. I love putting the podcast, I love uploading the podcast, sending it out into the world and seeing what it does, the impact that it has. I love when people send me messages and tell me that the podcast episodes were really valuable to them and that it made an impact on them. And I've even met people in person who have come up to me and have told me some of the information that I've shared has been really meaningful to them. I love that. I love knowing that this podcast and the work that I'm doing is making an impact and a difference to other people and I'm helping to change people's lives. I love that. However, I don't love sitting down and planning for the podcast episodes because usually it takes me some time to put the episode together so that way it uh, flows smoothly and I know what I'm talking about. I don't love doing all the research, especially because I like to cite specific research and studies that have been out there. I don't love doing all the research. I don't love, you know, taking notes and, like I said, putting the curriculums together and doing all the stuff that happens first. However, the success I see from afterwards makes it worth it. So that makes the obligation of putting together notes and curriculums worth it. So I have to do the obligation in order to get to the opportunity. However, when I focus on the opportunity instead of the obligation, then it makes it easier. So another example, it's really hard to get to the gym. Most of us don't actually want to go and work out. We don't want to break a sweat. We don't want to take time away from our work or our family or our friends. We'd rather be doing the things that we like to do instead of going to the gym. But what's the opportunity you get from going to the gym? Being healthy, losing weight, feeling energized, looking physically in shape. So when you focus on the opportunity, the obligation ends up being easier. That's step one when trying to be a more disciplined individual. So number two, I want to talk about suiting the environment to help you achieve success. So you guys should already know this by now. But your environment greatly, and I would, if I could, if I was writing this out, I would say greatly in all caps, greatly impacts how you show up and the things that you do. I think you guys already know that the people we're around, the places that we are, the things that are in our space, our environment has such a big impact on who we are and how we show up in the world. So if you want to achieve a goal, you need to design an environment that will make the journey really easy. The journey of chasing that goal should be a simple one. It should be a fun one. And it can be if you create the right environment to do that. So many of you guys think that people who are successful just have high amounts of discipline. But the reality is that's not true. They've just designed an environment that made it really easy for them to stay disciplined. So for example, if you want to, we'll go back to the health example and going to the gym because I do think that one's relatable to a lot of people. But if you want to lose 20 pounds, you cannot live in an environment filled with cookies and sugar and donuts because when those things are around, then we're tempted to eat them. They were actually created with addictive chemicals that encourage you to keep eating until they're all gone. So that way you go and buy more. There are a lot of companies out there that have done that. Uh, some of the big ones are like Pringles, Chips Ahoy, 
Oreos, like any of those, I think Starbursts fall in that. Like there are any of those like really artificially sweetened, like all that junk. Those actually have addictive chemicals in them that keep you eating until you finish the whole thing and then you go out and buy more. So we literally cannot have them in our environment because our brain is just going to want to keep eating them. So don't buy them and then you won't have them in your space. If you don't buy them, you won't be tempted to eat them. And the same thing goes with alcohol because I know a lot of people who want to cut back on alcohol, but we still have it in our environment and that makes it really hard to turn it down or to cut back on it. So if you don't buy it, then you won't be tempted to drink. Or if you want to start exercising before work, here's another example, pick out your running clothes before you even go to bed. And have them sitting on your nightstand ready to go for when you wake up in the morning. Have your sneakers, your socks, your headphones, have everything laid out and ready to go right next to you. So as soon as you wake up in the morning, you see it, it triggers you, you wake up, you're ready to go, you remember that you're about to go for a run, you are working to get healthier, you want to be exercising, and then you're energized first thing in the morning because you see it right there in front of you. So you want to design an environment that makes success really easy. Okay, tip number three in being more disciplined is going to be to find an accountability partner. And at first I was hesitant to put this as a tip because growing up, I actually never liked this advice because I always felt like finding an accountability partner, somebody who matched my motivation was really difficult because I am a very competitive person. When there is a goal in front of me, I like to go for it. It is really hard for me to find somebody that matches my level, matches my playing field. Most people do not show up with the same energy, the same motivation, the the same work ethic that I do. So I didn't love the idea of finding an accountability partner because I always felt like I was putting in more effort than the other person. And if that sounds like you, open up your ears because I've heard a lot of advice on how to work around this and I love the idea. So if you can find somebody who matches your energy, if you have that person in your life and you know wants to take on the goal with you and let's say you want to lose some weight or you want to go to the gym three or four times a week and you have a friend or a family member that also wants to start going to the gym three or four times a week with you and you guys can go together and you meet up at the same times and you do the thing and you guys can hold each other accountable, that's amazing. And hold on to that person in your life and Take on all of the challenging obstacles together. But most people do not have that person. And maybe you're like me. Maybe you feel like you have more energy or you're more uh, competitive than most people in your life. Well, I want you to know you do not have to have somebody who is on the same playing field as you. So yeah, let's say we're going to the gym and you want to go to the gym four days a week in order to make that weight loss happen, then tell someone in your life who will hold you accountable. Now, they don't need to show up at the gym with you. All they need to do is check in on you to see if you actually did that thing. 
And I want you to pick somebody who will actually hold you accountable. You don't want to pick somebody that you know is not going to reach out to you. They're not going to check in on you. They're not going to challenge you. You want to pick somebody who will definitely keep you in check, will definitely reach out, will definitely send you that text and be like, yo, did you go to the gym today? And here's a a, a great tip that will take it a step further. I want you to tell them, if I don't go to the gym four days this week, then I'm going to give you $50. That will really impact your friends and your family members. And they're going to be like, oh yes, I will absolutely hold you accountable. And they're going to text you every single day that week to see if you went to the gym because they're obviously going to want that $50. They're going to want to go in on that bet with you. So I want you to pick somebody in your life who can be an accountability partner. But if they don't have the energy or the motivation or the competition or whatever it is, if they don't care, or even if they just don't care to pursue that same goal, maybe your friends don't care to lose 20 pounds. Maybe they don't care to go to the gym. Maybe they aren't trying to get promoted or whatever goal it is that you're chasing. If your friends or family members aren't chasing the same goal, that's okay. Just Ask them to hold you accountable and and take them up on a bet. Say, I need you to hold me accountable. And if I don't do this thing, I will offer you compensation. And I bet you a million dollars people will take you up on it. So number three is all about choosing an accountability partner. And you can pick and choose who in your life you want that person to be. All right, tip number four is to never underestimate the power of practice. We've all heard that phrase, practice makes perfect, but most of us don't like how much practice that really is. I remember back when I first started on my personal development journey and I read Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, and it absolutely blew my mind. It's stuck with me ever since I read that almost 15 years ago at this point. Because in the book, Gladwell examines the factors that contribute to high levels of success. And he looks at professional athletes, famous musicians, titans in the financial and business world, and dozens of people who have reached extreme success on levels that is hard to even wrap your brain around. And basically, his conclusion is that those people reached success after doing the same work for a minimum of 10,000 hours straight. And I'm not talking 10,000 hours with, you know, rest and breaks in between and going to sleep at night and getting six, seven, eight hours of sleep at night. I'm talking about 10,000 hours of that actual work. So one of his examples in the book was the Beatles, because I think we would all agree that the Beatles were extremely successful and they were experts at what they did. And The Beatles performed live in Hamburg, Germany over 1,200 times between the years of 1960 to 1964. So in that 14-year period, they performed in that one city over 1,200 times, amassing more than 10,000 hours of playing time in that one city alone. Therefore, the Beatles completely surpassed that 10,000-hour rule that Malcolm Gladwell was trying to prove within the book. So practice truly does make perfect. If you are trying to perfect something, be patient with yourself. 
Aim for 10,000 hours. And if you're at the beginning of your journey, then give yourself grace because you have a lot of practicing to do and never underestimate how long it might take you. So, you know, if you were looking at the Beatles again, right now it's easy for me to say that they completely surpassed 10,000 hours of playing time in that one city alone, but it took them 14 years to get there. So it might take you a really long time to perfect whatever it is that you want to perfect, whatever goal that it is that you are chasing, but you keep practicing it over and over and over again. You keep showing up and eventually you'll be able to amass that 10,000 hours as well. And the last tip I got for you guys for today is to know your why. So we all have ideas that motivate us. But it's really easy to lose touch with them as we go throughout our life. So tomorrow, if you want to go to the gym and you wake up and you're feeling great and energized, and then as soon as you walk outside, you see you have a flat tire and then life gets in the way and then you you change your tire and then you're heading off to work and now there's a lot of traffic and the gym's closed and all these things will jump in and try to prohibit us and stop us from chasing the goal and doing the things that we want to do. So it's really easy to lose touch with our motivation and to lose sight of that goal. So this is your opportunity for you to get in touch with your why. Your why is the reason for wanting to achieve self-discipline in the first place. So what is your goal? Why are you doing this thing? Do you want to make lots of money? Do you want to help humanity? Do you want to help people? Do you want to save animals? Do you want to save the environment? Do you want to change global warming? Do you want to go out and travel and experience the world? So explore your big life goals on a broad scale so that you get back in touch with why self-discipline will benefit you and why you need it. So I'm a big believer in writing things down too. So once you have your why, I want you to write it down in a place that you'll see every single day. So when you do have challenging days and you do have life and things start to pop up and get in your way and you do start to get off track, you could see that note and it's a quick reminder for you to get back on track and to circle back to your self-discipline practices. Okay, so that's all I have for you guys today. Those are my five big tips on how to be a more self-disciplined person. And I know, again, I said this in the beginning, I know self-discipline is not a sexy word. It's not a sexy topic. However, it's a really important thing to be able to do, especially if you are somebody who is trying to grow and you are trying to be a better version of you. You're trying to be healthier. You're trying to be happier. You're trying to, maybe you're trying to get promoted you're trying to be more financially successful, whatever it is that you want to do in your life, self-discipline, I think we can all agree self-discipline will help you get there. So those are five tips on how to be a more self-disciplined person. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you never miss another podcast episode. Again, I would really, really appreciate it if you guys did. And also go ahead and give the show another rating and review. So I love you guys. And we have another episode coming out in just a few days. And I will see you all then. Thank you guys for listening. If you like the show, please, please, please share it with someone you love, someone you care about. 
My goal is always to help people to make them feel loved and special and cared for and connected with. So if this episode helped you in any way, let's keep spreading all those good vibes. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Nicole Gonzalez Writes or my website at the exact same thing, <laughs> NicoleGonzalezWrites.com. And remember, you guys, I love you and I will see you next week.